to Dr. Robinson, why, why, is, why can't we get snow down here? Oh, you're so jealous of me. There's a bit of pleasure here with my almost 20 inches of snowfall here in Somerset County. Joe Martucci. It is the beginning of February and it is time for our Something in the Air podcast. I am coming to you from a barely snowy Pleasantville where I know you can't see any snow behind me, but I promise you there's snow on the ground. Uh, but coming from a much more snowier uh, central part of the state, New Jersey state climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Dr. Robinson, why, why, is, why can't we get snow down here? <laughs> Oh, you're so jealous of me. I, I, I am. To, there's, there's a bit of pleasure here with my almost 20 inches of snowfall here in Somerset County. Um, you know, it, you get a storm like this one and it, it shuts out the south. You get a storm like December of 2010 and you only had four or five inches of snow in the Delaware Valley and you had two feet up the Garden State Parkway. Um, the, these things, I think the 1979 February storm that socked the DC area, it deposited much more snow in the Southern part of the state than in the North. Mm. So these Thanks things are making me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. These, uh, you you weren't even born then. Uh, but <laughs> these, these things happen. Um, but more commonly than not, it's the Southeast part of the state that comes up short in the snow department because, you're too darn close to this wonderful ocean water that sits at maybe 40 degrees. And when the winds come in from the east or northeast, they're coming across that water and they're delivering temperatures that will rise above the freezing point. So it's really tough to keep it snow down in your part of the state. You know, they do say life's at ease with an ocean breeze and life is at ease in the sense that we don't have to shovel out from all of this. So, I mean, that's, that's a fact as a climatologist though, you look at the long-term numbers and, you know, Cape May area maybe gets a foot of snow in a season and you go up to high point and they average over 50 inches of snow at the higher elevations in the North, just the way our state spreads out. All right. So here's, here's where I do this. Um, if you haven't, if you couldn't tell already, the first half, we're going to talk about this storm. I know it's February, but it did start on the 31st. We're doing it now. We're going to get that, uh, you know, while it's fresh in our minds, we'll talk about it. And then we'll talk about the rest of the month of January. So let me just toss out a couple of totals. Now we're shooting, we're doing this just about noon on Tuesday, the second. So in our corner of the state, May's Landing is at 4.5. That's the uh, winner. No, excuse me. Hamilton's at 4.6. That's the winner. May's Landing was at 4.5. Hopewell in Cumberland County, 4.0. Manahawkin, 2.2. But a lot of this is split between what happened before the rain and what happened after the rain. So you might be saying, it doesn't look like we got 4.6 inches in Hamilton. Um, You know, that might not be true exactly what's happening on the ground but it did fall so 
you know, let's talk about the, uh, you know, the area down here in southeastern New Jersey. Uh, you already said it was a pretty typical nor'easter for us in the sense that, you know, a lot of times, yes, our corner of the state because of the waters are warm. But tell us when we could get the snow, like really cash in. What do we need for an all snow event in this corner of the state? You know, great, great question. I, you'd need that low pressure system, I think, to be a little further offshore. Um, and, and, and with the high pressure system to the north, often needs to be almost due north, if not northwest of us up in southeast Canada, because that will deliver northerly winds um, clockwise around a high. So you want your wind direction to be more northerly than northeasterly. And if the high is too far to the east and the low is nearby, you're really going to get that easterly wind off the ocean. So you want to, you want to avoid that. And you yeah. need a good stash of cold air. And, and yeah, we were cold over the winter, uh, winter, excuse me, weekend, mm. but not, you know, brutally cold. I mean, there was a lot of cold, strong winds and cold air, but you didn't have a huge source of cold air to tap. Um, which you'd need to get the snow down by you. Uh, and you just need that favorable storm track. Um, often your storm track to get your heavier snow is one that's too far south for the north to get a lot of snow. And we have to remember one reason why the north had a lot of snow out of this event was that the temperatures weren't very cold. Temperatures started in the low 20s and ended up in the upper 20s. And that may sound strange to say it was warmer, therefore we got more snow, but we know our Clausius clapper on relationship. And that says- for That's going to be the next podcast. We're going to uh, yeah. dissect that. Well, but it says that as the temperature increases, the atmosphere has the potential to hold more water vapor. So the best snowstorms are often when the temperatures hover within maybe five degrees below freezing, not 15 degrees below freezing, where you'd have less of a moisture, less moisture available. So, yeah. but if that's the case in North Jersey, almost for sure, South Jersey is going to be above freezing and getting rain. Yeah. So, I, I'll, go ahead. no, it's just hard to judge that out. So it, with the big snowstorms in South Jersey that might miss North Jersey, it's frigid in North Jersey, but they just don't get the precipitation. Yeah, no, and a lot I want to unpack. You know, I told a couple of people, I said, you know, there's, it, let's just say we had a, a storm that was all snow in Atlantic City and all snow in Philadelphia. I don't think there would be a scenario where Philadelphia would get more snow than we would here at the coast if it was all snow everywhere. That's a great question, and I'd, I'd hearken back to – the 96 storm to take a look at that. And I'm not so sure Philadelphia had like 30 inches in that storm, but I dare say Atlantic city had probably had a fair amount in that 96 storm as well. But and I, I don't just, think we were all snow though. Yeah. It, it's it possible you went over. It's possible. That's what I'm saying. Think, yeah. Cause yeah, I, I mean, really my point was to, you know, for people is that, the only way we're going to really cash in, like you said, is that low pressure to be further offshore. So that means it's even, you know, it's far from us. It's even further from Philadelphia, or especially the northern half of the state. You right. know, like if you think back to the, 
example I think of is what happened three Januaries ago in 2018, in the beginning of, of the month, where the shore was 10 to 18 inches. Philadelphia, I, I don't know off the top of my head, I think it was somewhere in like that four to six range. Mm-hmm. And the further west you went, you had that gradient. So, you know, the point is, I, you know, like, like we both said, it can happen, but a lot of things have to be right. But, you know, we can't discount this last storm and it's very slow movement. And that brings fear into people's hearts and minds in, in the coastal Jersey yeah. who can remember or have read the books on the 1962 storm. Yes, Wednesday well, storm. This, this was a mini me version of that in that it's a slow mover. Uh, but not as powerful. The winds weren't as strong along the coast, but it was strong enough. And there were multiple high tides with that onshore wind that, you know, there's some, yeah. you can talk about the nasty flooding. That's occurred. yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to, that was going to be my next point here. I mean, you know, just because we didn't get snow, just because we didn't get 15 inches of snow, doesn't mean we didn't get 15 inches of water and the coastal flooding really, you know, was the big thing. And we, and I was saying it for days, you know, when you have that low pressure, it's not moving. Low pressure spins counterclockwise. You're getting that east wind, northeast wind, piling that water in. And it's not letting that water really drain out. And we did have two rounds of moderate stage coastal flooding on Monday, on February 1st. And even today on Tuesday, some places were still in moderate flood stage. I know Long Beach, or, um, yeah, Long Beach Island, Barnegat Bay, um, there, there's a, a tide gauge in Barnegat Light, moderate flood stage, you know, on our Tuesday morning. So the flooding, you know, I was out there in Atlantic City, you know, I was on the corner of Mediterranean and Delaware Avenue. So put in other words, when you get, if you're on Route 30 going into Atlantic City, right as soon as Route 30 ends, right there, it was flooded going east, going south. Really, the only way you could really go safely was turning back around. And that's not the typical kind of flooding we see, you know, your minor nuisance flooding, you can drive through there if you're in the middle of the road, but you know, it wasn't just there, Sea Isle, Stone Harbor. I mean, really everywhere along the shore, uh, there was, I I don't want to say, I hate to use the word good, but there was a significant coastal flooding with this. And we saw, you know, one to two feet of water on the roads. I mean, I was there, I was in it. And I actually, actually, (laughs) actually, I should laugh, but you know, yesterday I was in Atlantic City, I had to push a car out of the water. I was walking around, I was in my boots and there was this, there were a group of guys that were coming back from Atlantic state. They were going back to Staten Island and their car stalled out. And I'm looking at them and I have my rain boots. I'm like, I'm like, you guys need help. They're like, yeah. I said, well, I can try to push you out. So, you know, one guy, so I was like, I just need some help because I'm not going to push it myself. So, you know, one guy came out and he had only, he took his shoes off. He was in his cotton socks and he's, he's walking and we pushed it pretty easily. So, but we had to push it probably, yeah, we probably had to push it like a half a block. So, and you're in the water. So it's, you know, it took a little bit. So this guy's probably in 30 seconds pushing it down. And then the smoke from the car, they put the you know foot on the gas and it was just white smoke everywhere. And then it stalled. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, this is why, you know, they, it stalled. They ended up going, but that is why you don't drive through the flood water, especially if you're in a car. There was one vehicle I saw that was like, I'll give you a pass. And this guy had about an eight inch lift on his truck and it wasn't even touching. Yeah. You still shouldn't do it, but it wasn't even touching the engine when he was driving through it. But yeah, I mean, the tidal flooding was a big thing. And you say the 60, you know, the Ash Wednesday storm and 
like you said, this was a mini me version. The Ash Wednesday storm, we had moderate, excuse me, major flood stage. And in fact, I'm going to look at my uh, chart here in Margate. That is still the highest tide uh, recorded in history. And that that's higher than Sandy. So, you know, very significant uh, yeah. that storm. And it was significant here. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely a problem. Black horse pike, white horse pike was closed for hours. It was just a lot with the coastal flooding. That's all I'll say. Well, I looked at some of the rankings on Noah's page at the gauges. They could say historical flooding. All I'll say is it's off the Noah page and and they have a list of more recent high levels and then they have historic ones and they list about 30 of them or whatever. Yeah. And honest with you, I don't know if they're complete, if they're temporarily complete. Uh, It doesn't give a suggestion. It's only picking out some. And I was surprised to see even up at Sandy Hook, too, was somewhere in the 15th to 20th highest uh, range. I, you know, I'm looking with you. I'm going to look right now. So we got the Atlantic City 7.38 feet. And that would be good enough for I'm moving because I have my laptop here. That would be 22nd all time, okay. Atlantic City, which is, you know, right around what you said. So, yeah, um, coastal flooding is definitely something to contend with. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah, that's the there. I'm glad I didn't fail that one. No, listen, you're always right. That that's why that's why oh, we have oh, you on for your you're always right. I, you're always right when it comes to past historical weather records. How about that? Okay. And let's remind people, you know, I was a professor and you worked with me and such. So, yes. you know, you that's haven't true. gotten that over that quite yet. No, I have not. That that's that's correct. I still. No, uh, I'll introduce you, know. you to someone down the hall who will say that I I'm hardly right all the time. Right, right. <laughs> maybe if I can't, maybe if I crash on your couch for a month, I would think differently. Well, let's see. <laughs> um, l- last thing before we before we turn about the month of January in, in whole as a whole. So you know, some of these snowfall totals coming out of the northwest corner of the state, just the numbers alone are challenging all time New Jersey records. So. Right now, the highest total I see is Montague, which is in Sussex County, way up northwest, 33.2 inches. The all-time record for snow in the state is actually in Cape May. That's why I wanted to talk about it. It's in Cape May, believe it or not. 34 inches in a February storm in 1899. Let's say Montague measures 34. Does it automatically become a record, or is there a process for it to possibly become the record? Uh, great, great question. And the answer is an emphatic no, it does not automatically become a record, no matter who tries to anoint it as such. And there is a formal process now, and it involves a standing committee at the National Centers for Environmental Information. And then when a state record is challenged, they bring in the state climatologist, They bring in someone from the Regional Climate Center, which would be the Northeast Regional Climate Center, and someone from the local National Weather Service forecast office within which that record was purportedly set or challenged. And we sit down, uh, I'll be brief, you you interview the observer, Um, you might even get photographs of the location, you might even visit the location, Um, you would scrutinize the record for that particular event, if it's this snowfall event, and and ask the observer how they made the measurement and did they follow the published protocol for measuring snow. You you would look at their recording history, 
because you're not going to take just someone off the street who makes one measurement and accept that. They, how have they been as an observer in the past? And if they haven't observed in the past, well, too bad. We're just not going to take it. And then you look at that event and how their observation tallies up to those around it. And we're very fortunate in New Jersey to have so many wonderful observers that we're going to have 200 snowfall observations from this event. Well, without the South getting a lot, it will be fewer than 200 probably reports. Don't forget my so, point eight. Yeah, y'all get that. But the Make point sure is that this goes through uh, really a months long evaluation because look at we're climatologists. We're, we're not here to forecast today or tomorrow. We're here for the, the, the permanent record. And if you think this is trivial, well, first of all, everybody loves records, uh, not just the weather. Yeah. People. But it's more than that, because when you get a big snowstorm, a state may apply for federal aid for, to, to supplement snow removal. And they base that determination for aid on how this particular storm lines up against historic storms, not just right. the greatest, but historic storms. So this isn't all just trivia. This is applied science that could mean millions of dollars in federal aid getting into the state to assist with snow removal, to reimburse communities and such for snow removal. So I, I really want to make that point that, you know, we kid around, we love our weather records, um, but there's really uh, an important need for making sure we get it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to leave it at that. We're, yeah. We are wrapping up that snowstorm. And on the other side of this break, we'll talk about the rest of the month of January. This is Something in the Air podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci at the Press of Atlantic City. Every time I do a talk, I say, if I could take this job again, I'd take it 10 times out of 10. I'm the only meteorologist at a newspaper in New Jersey. And down here in southeastern New Jersey, you all know weather matters more. Whether it's for farming, it's for the beach, or for your business. Weather plays a huge role here, and I'm making sure I'm doing things that cater to you. Whether it's talking about if your street's going to have coastal flooding or whether you need the air conditioner on at night at the shore. We're the only place that's doing a mainland and shore seven day forecast. We're the only ones that are talking about whether your street is going to have coastal flooding. And that's why I wanna keep this going. Welcome back everybody to Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City. Join with me as we do at the beginning of every month, New Jersey state climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson, who is buried. And where are we at? 18 inches of snow for you? No, 19 and a half. And Nine, sorry, they need to store change you. Maybe we'll get to 20, but I doubt it. Mm. I think I've seen 20 inches of snow in the three years I've been at the press. <laughs> Well, I 20. might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's probably pretty close. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the rest of the month of January. So temperatures, um, where did we wind up region-wide in our area? Uh, yeah, region-wide, region it was 4.1 degrees above normal. Um, average 36.4 was the average of the highs and lows. And that 4.1 positive anomaly ranks 19th. Uh, out of the last 126. I mean, we haven't had a below normal month since last May, um, but this one did not rank in the top 10 like so many did back in, in 2020. Now at the airport, 
I looked, it was just 2.2 yeah. above normal. So kind of a warm spot. And the marina was 2.0. So there's a little bit of a warm spot there in the Atlantic City area, but you mean cool spot. And when I say, yeah, excuse, excuse me, yeah, you're right, cool spot. But and when I say South Jersey, I'm talking about Monmouth, Middlesex, and Mercer County South, right? Excluding a narrow part along the coast, but that little coastal area doesn't really factor much into South Jersey totals. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, a mild, a mild month, but not exceptionally so. Um, the last cold week of the month really helped th- bring things started bringing things back to normal. Yeah, yeah. It was actually I was going to actually say that it was pretty mild from the first to the twenty second. They're only two days below average at Atlantic City International Airport. And actually, uh, and I like to talk about you know, are we higher on the high temperature side or low temperature side? We were pretty split uh, evenly between the two of them. Yeah, yes. Statewide, uh, I've looked at that, and statewide, the high temperatures was were just the twenty eighth warmest, and the low temperatures were the sixteenth warmest. Oh, okay. The lows did, as often is the case, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, they were five point one above normal, and the lows were three point five. Excuse me, the highs were three point five above normal. The lows were five point one above. Right, which one might say had something to do with cloud cover, keeping the nights warmer. Well, there was a lot of cloud cover because <laughs> it was a boring month, uh, yeah. but there was an absence of snow cover and that can often help the nighttime temperatures really cool off. Right. All right. Let's flip on over to precipitation here. Um, again, we were pretty dry until, well, Sunday on the 31st. Um, the average January precipitation is 3.22 at Lancaster International Airport. We were at 2.57, but if you subtracted 31st, we were at 2.01. Um, did you find that to be about the same across the area? Yeah, it, it was really remarkable how the state came out precip-wise. Without and These numbers are without what fell on Sunday because the National Center hasn't updated with that information. And as we know, Afternoon and evening OBS accepted airports on the th- last day of the month get translated into the first day of the f- next month. And this is the third month in a row we've had precipitation uh, in the afternoon or evening of the last day of the month. But it wasn't New Year's a lot. Eve. Yeah, yep. And the end of November, a biggie. Mm. So the North, the state averaged 1.95 inches for the month and the South 1.94. And the North, 1.96. That's a, a remarkably close. Yeah. And all of them rank 12th or 13th. And they're all about 1.45 inches below where they should be. So it was a dry January, even though, as you said, maybe we'll bring things up a quarter. Could you add more rain in the South on Sunday, the 31st, than in the North? So these may, may come up another 10th or, or two. So a, a dry January. Now that's after six consecutive months of above average precipitation. So not a big deal. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Uh, you know, it made for uh, easy work here over the past couple of weeks. But now we're paying for it. That's another story. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, finally, the snow cover here or the snow snowfall totals. Um, I thought maybe the 25th. I think it was the 25th. Let me look at my calendar. Yep. No. 20. What was it? 25th or 26th? That was going to be our first accumulating snow in 13 months at Atlantic City International Airport. It was not. That was a trace of snow. We did break it um, on Sunday on the 31st. We just got it. So where are we with the snow? Are we digging out of our snow drought in South Jersey? I would, I would say no. Um, you I know, know it's like, it, it certainly we're not going to end up as this least snowy winter like we did last year, or probably if the the area and we don't have those averages yet. If the area averaged a couple inches, that would probably knock us out of the top ten. <clears throat> but there, there's still a long way to go to get near a seasonal average. But of course. We're only halfway through the snow season uh, and February can have as much or more snow than January and March can have as much or more snow than December. Um, so we, we still, you never put the snow records to bed uh, until you get into early April. Right. And in the case of last year, May. <laughs> Right, up in the far north. Yeah, not here, but up north in New Jersey. I know you had a little bit of snow on uh, that second weekend in May. It was the 9th 9th of May, and it was uh, the last time that it occurred was 1977. Happened Mm -hmm. to be on May 9th, um, even though we're talking about the month of May. Right. Well, we haven't seen uh, any snow on our birthdays, which is good, May 13th. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But um, the, so, you know, you snow lovers listening in, um, I hope I haven't made you feel too bad, but maybe a little bit. Um, but there's still a lot more winter to come. Um, yeah. It looks like February is going to be on the cold side. There's going it's the pattern that was so boring in January has been anything but, you know, the, not just here, but across the country. You have to remember this storm we just got was the storm that brought flooding rains to California and four, six, eight feet to the to the Sierra Nevada of California before trekking across the country. So it has been a very active pattern. So there's still, there's still that chance of a big storm or at least a few accumulating events in the south in the in the weeks ahead. No question about it. Fingers crossed. There you Fingers go. Fingers crossed. All right. Um one more question before we wrap up here. Now, uh, Brian Brett Schneider, who is a climatologist in Alaska, he is the uh, king of maps on Twitter. I love his stuff. You can give him a follow. It's at climatologist49. He put out a map that I want to talk about briefly that shows the wettest month of the year using the past 30-year climate average from 1991 to 2020. And that's going to be our new climate averages sometime this spring, right? We're going to start using those instead of 1981 to 2010. Anyway, along the shore, March is the wettest month of the year on average. But once you get to about um, Mays Landing to, we'll say, Morris River Township on west, it's August. So any hypothesis as to why that is? Oh, it's clear why it is. And it has to do with that ocean there to the east. And we get our rain in the summer, primarily through thunderstorms. 
And thunderstorms really bubble up where the ground is warm and the air rises and you create that storm. As those storms come close to the maritime layer or to the ocean, I like to say it takes the legs out from under the storms. You stop that upward motion and you can still get thunderstorms, but they tend not to be as, as strong and as large a rain producer by the time they make it to the coast. So that's the real difference. It's not the winter where the coast gets plenty of rain and or melted snow and inland and whatever. It's that difference in the summer mm-hmm. and the thunderstorm distribution of rain across the state. So makes you know real perfect sense to me. You mentioned something to me off the air here with June being the highest month up in the the highlands of North Jersey. And that's the one that surprised me. It's generally July and August throughout most of inland New Jersey. Yeah. But to think of June, I'm going to have to look and think about that a bit. Well, I'll tell you what, look at the map now. So it, it runs all the way up through like the Hudson Valley into like pretty much Montreal and then extends it to Northeast PA and then a large swath of Illinois, Indiana and Ohio are there. I don't know if that gives you context clues. I don't know, uh, but no. Now that's it's it's a thirty year mean, so um, that's generally long enough to get an average. But with precipitation being so variable from place to place, it could be the pre- one big storm that I can't think of in June that really soaked that region and tripped. Um, their June 30 year average, just a little bit higher than July or August, or the absence of a big event in July or August. Right. Um, that led to June being higher. So you have to look at it both ways. Well, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe next month we can, uh, dive into it. Maybe in June, maybe by June, we'll have an idea. We can start measuring it. Very interesting. Yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap it up uh, for the latest in New Jersey climate information. And njweather.org. That, that was my pitch to you. I was, I was, I was talking. I know. I was waiting. Uh, you, I didn't take the bait. Njweather.org to get the latest OBS from our weather network and njclimate.org, where you'll be able to, within a week's time, Go on, look at the top right corner there where it looks snowfall totals for 2020, and you'll get to be, like Joe, more depressed looking yes. at what we had. But maybe by that time, you'll be visited by a storm. That's a good tease. Go to pressofac.com slash weather for the latest on that. We'll chat about that. Uh, Dr. Robinson, good being with you here. Thanks for taking the time out. And I'm sure you probably will do some cross-country skiing at some point in the next couple of days. So enjoy that. Already been out. Yep. Already been out. There you go. <laughs> Keep rubbing it in. All right, everybody. We'll be back with you in the middle of the month, third Wednesday of the month. We'll have a new episode for you. We'll be back with Dr. Robinson at the beginning of March. Until then, take care, everybody, and enjoy our little bit of snow in Southeast. Take care.